This is the Popular Apocrypha Podcast, Episode 9, The Pevensies from the Chronicles of Narnia, for October 16th, 2017. centaurs and gnomes to this episode of popular apocrypha guess what y'all we just officially launched on stitcher google play music and blueberry um, we've been running strong on itunes for three months now and now you can find us on even more podcast outlets so once again please feel free to leave a review and send us anything you'd like through our website email or comment system uh, we want to hear from you guys with ideas fan fiction character suggestions and all that stuff because after all the apocrypha can only grow if we have multiple authors right i mean that's the Apocrypha. So, um, today is a super special podcast because we are joined by our longtime friend Andrew, brought to you through what was going to originally be the magic of Discord, but surprisingly, Discord did not work, and Skype actually came through in a pinch, not sponsored, but uh, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> just as a heads up, uh, Andrew, just go ahead and say hi. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew's not currently living near us, but uh, Dan was busy tonight with. You know, slaying dragons and keeping the castle and all that stuff. So, uh, we thought we could bring Andrew on as a special guest for this episode. So, we're pretty excited about it. It's going to be our first test run of like a Skype call guest kind of a thing. So, it's going to be fun. Um, so, before we move into the official podcast, I need you all to describe the person to your right in one word. I'll go first. I'm going to describe Andrew. Um, sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> no response? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Andrew, you describe Logan in one word. Okay. Um, the first word coming to mind is unseen. Oh. Okay. Unseen. All right. Wow, getting deep. I like it. <laughs> Logan? Uh, to describe Tyler, all I can think of is ears. <laughs> that's a that's an inside joke that's from high throwback. school. Yeah, that's a throwback. <laughs> All right, Tyler, and your turn for me. Okay. Um, worrying. Oh, okay. You're getting real. We're getting real tonight. Yeah. yeah. Getting getting a little too real. <laughs> well, cool. So with that, today our podcast crew consists of King Riley the Worrying. King Tyler the Ears, <laughs> King, <laughs> King Logan the Unseen, and guest Andrew the Cynical. Good or the, the sarcastic. <laughs> you can be a king. Yeah. <laughs> um, in case isn't if it isn't obvious, um, we're doing a fairy tale tonight. More specifically, um, we're doing uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, Chronicles of Narnia series. More specifically, we are doing the Pevensies as our uh, characters on the chopping block tonight. So um, I'm going to start by giving a little bit of like overview of them and like a background. And then from there, we'll rework our characters and see see what we can do. So uh, to begin, basically the four Pevensey siblings are the main human protagonists of the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, varying combinations of some or all of them appear in five of the seven novels. And they're originally introduced in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, um, with all of them becoming kings and queens of Narnia. And like like the intro, they all have their, their one word that encapsulates them. So uh, Peter is the Magnificent, 
Susan the Gentle, Edmund the Just, and Lucy the Valiant. And, you know, throughout the line of the Witch of Wardrobe, they grow up and then basically become kids when they go back to the real world. And in case you haven't read the line of the Witch in the Wardrobe, Ed- Edmund basically betrays his siblings, like, to hang out with the White Witch because she's hot. And then he quickly realizes that she's, like, not that great of a person. And then Aslan dies to redeem him. And it's, you know, a good Christ analogy. Again, that buzzword Christ analogy, because we've used that in a couple episodes. That's basically the background. I thought an interesting fact was that, because uh, I haven't read through the whole series. I've only read through a couple of books. Oh. Yeah. And um, actually... Peter, Edmund, and Lucy are the only ones that appear in the last battle. And Susan, like, stopped believing in Narnia, and yep. so she doesn't come back. I knew That's that. the reason why I suggested to put her in this list, because we don't really get much of her at the end. Right. So, just a little tidbit of fact, but um, from there, I mean, the sky's the limit, I guess. I, I did want to start by maybe saying, when we start to tackle this subject, I would say perhaps it's too big of a task to change the Pevensies and Narnia, maybe it'd be a smarter thing to like work on them within the world that already exists. Okay. So just to narrow our like discussion because it could it could expand forever and ever. Yeah. It's a big universe that they provide us for. Provide us for? Yeah. Provide us for? Yeah, sure. English. Yeah, no, it's fine. And fun fact that I just realized, Andrew actually gave me a complete book of the Chronicles of Narnia for my birthday once. Oh. I just realized that. Man. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I I don't remember doing that. <laughs> it's a, it's great. a thought that counts. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, where do you guys begin? Like, what what areas do you want to see improved? If you have nothing, I have suggestions. The Pevensies versus the Narnia world. What is the core? What are some of the core characteristics of the Pevensies that we get from the books and or the movies? Like, besides their one word, like yes. value. Yes. <laughs> Peter's a leader. Yeah. Um, but he's also like kind of arrogant. And obviously Edmund is the bitch, but I mean, let's all be honest about that. He describes himself as an ass. <laughs> Remember that. Let's be real here. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 that's right. He describes Eustace as an ass, but himself as a traitor. That's right. Oh, Never that's mind. right. That's right, right. Never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, Eustace was worse than any of these. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's not even. He's in Prince Caspian. He's in Voyage um, and uh, Silverchair and, Silver and Last Chair. Battle. Yeah. Okay. 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 What about uh, Andrew? What about Susan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that she's like. I don't know. If I was to pick anyone who was stuck up, I would probably pick Susan more than Peter. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What, what's her... I mean, other than the one-word trait, I guess, like, what's her positive? Her, her what? Her, like, her positive, her redeeming factor. Uh, well, she's definitely the the mother figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she, she kind of is the, the caring and nurturing side. I would say. And then Lucy? I mean, she's like God tier. She's like OG. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Lucy is kind of supposed to be this, the kid within all of us. Right, right, right. The naivety, the the voluntary, like, trust and acceptance of one, of other people. 
that that just believes what other people tell her for the most part i mean she she grows wiser as the books go on but overall like is very trusting of others is very willing to do the right thing a very consistent moral framework mm. throughout the entire series so do we want those traits to stay the same i think that we should take the traits and exaggerate them to their extremes okay personally. so give me an example okay so Susan is supposed to be this incredibly motherly type, right? So let's take that image of like the, the character traits and then reflect them to the exaggerated point on the external. So let's imagine someone, a, a person that could be Susan per se, that is the most motherly figure imaginable. Whether that's someone in pop culture right now already today, or that's someone that we create out of thin air as we are apt to do. It should be uh, Mama from that horror movie. She's really, ma <laughs> <laughs> She's really matronly. <laughs> she cares a lot. Yeah, have you seen that? No. I haven't seen Can that you imagine either. Mama fighting the White Witch? I'd pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about the mom from, oh, what's that? It's a video game. It's uh, Cookie Mama? No, you, oh. Undertale? No, 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 no. You play uh, The Binding of Isaac. What are you talking about? <laughs> she is not motherly at all. It's like the opposite. Yeah, literally. She is the White Witch. I mean, okay, to kind of go off of what Tyler's saying, like, maybe to think about this do we do we want the four chosen ones in the narnia series the pevensies to be even related to each other and then to extend into that do we want them all to be from britain i think it'd be so much like i think it'd be cooler if one of each of the pevensies came from a different region of the world and then like coming to narnia allowed them to speak the same language and then they had to learn to work together and they became a family and they became a family I think that that would better reflect how they are standing for the whole human race. Right. Yeah. Because that's what they're supposed to be, right? Or at least right. on some level. So, yeah, no, I like that. So, where? Are, let's start with that. That's, Australia. That's Australia. One who, from who? Australia. Who? <laughs> Edmund. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the little bitch? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying <laughs> There's no right way to say that. <laughs> are you saying that the, the little bitch is from no, 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 Australia? No, no, no. Tyler, don't put words in my mouth. We love you Australians. I'm, I'm asking. I'm just asking the question. Um, what if, what, wait, what if it's still during World War II, but they're all from like, like oh, one's from Japan, one's from Germany. Oh, that's The intense. Axis and the Allied Powers. That'd be really yeah. cool, actually. That's intense. Yeah. And then one's from Australia still. <laughs> That'd be one's five. One's from Switzerland. <laughs> Wait, who's the most non-committal person of the four? Probably Susan. Susan. They're from yeah, Switzerland. Probably. I mean, she stops believing in yeah. Narnia. Yeah, so. Switzerland. No, yeah. <laughs> they weren't a power during World War II. They were a neutral. Exactly. They just didn't care. Exactly. I'd argue that, and whatever. Tyler, I need your help. I can't. Do what do you think, Andrew? Where is Susan from? Susan? I don't know. I think, like, I, I can see how her lack of being with it <laughs> would, I, I don't know, is not being involved in a war, not being with it. I, I, I would compare more question. to, like, the United States in World War One. Right. Like, okay. yeah. they're like, yeah. no, I don't want to get involved. No, I don't want to get involved. Okay, fine. I'm going to win this war. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think to avoid maybe like getting a little sketchy on who we assign to which country, okay. Okay. we just say there's one from there's two from each side, and then of the major powers. So Germany, Japan. Uh, I don't know what you say. Would you say America and Britain, or would you say Britain and France, or would you say? Well, you wouldn't get all the races that way, right? But... Well, and you leave out Australia. You would get, you would get, I don't know. You get European from Germany. You'd get Asian from Japan. You, I mean, we. It's our own story. It could be like in you know the ghettos of New York, African American. Huh? What if there are more than four of them? Oh yeah, I guess there doesn't have to be what four. What if there are twelve? I think what if there are twelve? I think twelve disciples. <laughs> That's too many. <laughs> That's too much analogy. <laughs> I think we're, we're talking about dependencies. We've got to stick with the four. And I think okay. that their names probably have to stay, stay the same as well. But where they're from, I agree, can totally change. But also, we don't want to be too, I, I mean, maybe we do. Maybe, uh, but I feel like we don't want to be too reduct reductivistic about like, you know, we've got our, our token, like white person, token Asian, token black person yeah. either. So yeah. I don't know. Peter should be from Russia. That's works. absolutely like <laughs> that's hands down hundred percent. I mean, we could we could either do the World War Two powers, or we should just pick like countries that we want people to mingle from. Well, there, Zambia. There are four, Zambia. Wait, wait. There are four of us. Yeah. Oh, we could all put in a bid. We could all <laughs> select one person and the country of their origin. So let's go oh. around. Let's go around, and each one of us, starting with. Does host get pick? Host gets pick. <laughs> host so, gets prime uh, pick. with Riley, you get to pick your person. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can only pick the same person you know one time total. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Eventually, it'll you know you know you'll be stuck with somebody. Somebody will. Be. Oh and boy. And you, you, you choose oh. where they're from, and then you get to give a brief description of why, and that's just accepted. That is why. That is accepted. That's the reason. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, are you saying like how they got to Narnia, or like? No, no, like, like, why is this character from this place? Okay. Starting with Riley. Uh, okay. I would like... <laughs> <laughs> I want Lucy okay. to be from... No, no, scratch that. I want... <laughs> I want Susan from Cuba. Okay, one. Mm. Quick, like, two sentences. I, I just think, like living under a dictatorial regime would foster maybe that whole I don't care. Okay. Was it still a dictatorship in World War II? Was, was Cuba even under dictatorship at that time? That's my question too. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm not well, a history we, major. We also haven't really established the whole time period of when these characters entered Narnia. So that could be another yeah. point. Neo-noir future. <laughs> Cyber Aslan. No. Riding on a Tron no. cycle. Mother of God. Aslan is a Tron cycle. <laughs> that scene in the movie was like, hop on me. Ride me. <laughs> and then you hear the and just a light light beam. And then and the final the battle. Is, and Daft Punk in the background. And the final battle is like the White Witch and Aslan just like. On light cycles. <laughs> and, and Tron discs. Yeah, and the White Witch just runs into the Aslan line. <laughs> the Aslan, Aslan lion? Line? No, go back. No. no. Go home, Sam. <laughs> All right. So, okay, no way. Something, something, Narnia is just a simulation. <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually kind of okay. We'll return to that. I, I do like that, but um, I take back my response because I don't know history. So instead of doing history, I'm gonna go back to Lucy. And okay. yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm a flip flopper. I want to make a choice. Okay, I want Lucy from from Norway. I have no reason. Okay, <laughs> no reason. Lucy's from. I Norway. just think it should be the thing. Wait, so Lucy from Norway. Lucy right? from Norway. Okay, Andrew, you're up next. <laughs> it's like the draft, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. How about... I'm ready. I don't even know what it's... We put Peter, but make him, like, Egyptian. Okay. Oh, I like it. Any yeah. reasons why? I think, like, something about history and following in, like, great kings. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I can kind of kind of pick that up. Yeah. Okay. Logan. Uh, okay, so Lucy and Peter have been chosen, They're, right? They've been taken. Okay. I get stuck with who um, you don't choose. Oh, wait, I changed yeah. my answer. Nope. Yeah, no, please. What? Please. Uh, fine. Because uh, Andrew put thought into his. I felt bad. No takebacks. But this is a good one. Okay, go. It's still Lucy. Okay. But okay, she's go. from Ireland. Why? Why? Because of the, like, inherent long history in Ireland of, like, belief in folk tales and stories and legends. Okay, that's a pretty darn good reason. Okay. I, I, I accept this as canon. Yes. Okay. It's a good okay. thing that there are no other countries with folk tales in history. <laughs> <laughs> get wrecked, Riley. Get wrecked. Oh, my God. Fine. I still stick it's with still it. It's still a good reason. It's, still, it's, a, it's a good enough reason. Uh, okay. And so she can have an accent. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I'll go with Susan. Okay. And she is from a Native American tribe. Oh. Kind of like a Pocahontas situation where she is the daughter of the chief, uh, but also kind of in line to become or in training to become a matriarch of the tribe. Like Moana? But not. Yeah, okay. yeah, kind of. Uh, and I don't know, somewhere in the United States, probably Eastern United States, but she's also had a lot of interaction with European Americans, so, so she can speak English. Not that that would really matter in that situation, but she is well-rounded, I guess. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. And she's mm -hmm. kind of coming to terms with, like, do I really want to be the matriarch of this tribe? Yeah. Or do I want to kind of embrace Western culture, Western being European culture? Hmm. Dang. There. I like nice it. Work. Nice. I think I gave too much, but... No, no. No, it's good. Um, and so that leaves me with Edmund. Yeah. And obviously, Edmund was... Uh, was Edmund. <laughs> well, exactly. That's not a country. No, it is. It's called North Korea. Edmund, Edmund is from North Korea. Ah! And but but redeems himself and and escapes to South Korea and eventually to the United States after many years. So from North Korea, many years in South Korea, and then eventually to the United States. Wait, yeah, yeah. What what did Korea look like during World War Two? Was it just one country during World War Two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they were under Japanese occupation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But and they were gonna... in countries. But I'm just going to kind of assume, based on today and my lack of knowledge about that time period, that at the time, North Korea was still a little bitch. And so, yeah, Edmund <laughs> is from North Korea, moved to South, escaped to South Korea eventually after he redeemed himself from his service in the North Korean military. And, um, uh, and that's, uh, he got to South Korea through Narnia and... <laughs> 
um, and then eventually ended up either in the United States or the UK. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not set on either one of those. So. I mean, if you want to go timely, like during the time period of mm-hmm. the country being a bitch. Germany would be a pretty good bet. See, I thought about that, and then I was like, specifically, mm, we've not already got, we've got Ireland, we've got. What if you just, Egypt, you know, got, step away from the whole bitch thing and just do something else? <laughs> what else does Edmund have? Explain that to me. <laughs> he's he's a good sense of justice, which he eventually yes. he does. Yeah. And he's also like in the grand scheme of things. He is trying to, like, he's weighing out what the options are, and he's thinking that his choice is the right choice. So I'm thinking that Edmund needs to be from somewhere where he's fostered to be a little bitch, but then escapes or goes somewhere where he then develops this sense of justice. Because, like, progression-wise, that tracks better with the the plot of, of the books and the movies. So maybe Kree's not quite right, but maybe somewhere else is. Well, doesn't he learn his sense of justice in Narnia? Yeah. <laughs> in, Nar- in Narnia? <laughs> I mean, yes, but what's wrong with that? So, Wait, what if he's from Turkey because he likes Turkish delight? I like I like Logan's. <laughs> Shut up! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm interjecting myself too much. That's your idea. I was gonna say that Edmund should be from Italy. Okay, why? Because they literally could not pick a side in World War II. That's very true. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's good, too. Mm, That's really good. Oh, that's good. Okay, okay. I I like Italy. If, after Italy, where does Edmund go to? I'm just imagining Edmund asking the White Witch for more pizza. Narnia. Boom. That's it. That's a Edmund, frequent flyer mile bonus. From Italy, especially given the time period. Thank you. That's very helpful. From Italy, eventually moves to Canada. From Narnia. Boom. That's a spicy moose ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we've done a really cool story building thing. We've decided that they're not related. I like that. They have to come together. That's good. So maybe to move to their time in Narnia? Do you remember that uh, part where uh, Santa shows up and gives them weapons? Father <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, Father Christmas. Yeah, you're not wrong. It was definitely Father Christmas. True. But he still gives them weapons. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a cool gift, I guess. But I feel like that was pretty commonplace. Like, Narnia. You, you give your kid one of those BB guns for Christmas. That's true. Yeah. You'll shoot your eye out. Well, my my question is, um, so should their, like, weapons be different? See, I was thinking we could ask that question, like, at the end, once we develop the characters. Yeah, like, I think we need a little oh, bit more. Oh, but I'm so excited about weapons. What would Father Christmas give them now? Oh, okay. okay. I think okay. we need a little I agree, more I agree. Of that. I agree. Yeah, but your call. No, I, I agree. So then, so we're moving from... They're not related. They're from different parts of the world. How do they? How do they all get to Narnia? Not. It's not through a spare um, and a uh, and a uh, ward or wardrobe. Okay. Well, another all from different places. So right. it should probably be tailored to where they're from, at least in some extent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
again, maybe I, I mean maybe we should maybe we should talk about it as a group more. But I, I think we all chose like each of us chose where one person came from. How how are they getting to Narnia? Okay, so Wait, what if we stagger it so that each person says where another person came okay. from? So okay, okay. The person to your right. Yeah, yeah. the person to your right. You choose for them. So I'm choosing for Andrew. Yeah, you're, you're choosing for Peter. I'm choosing for. Peter. I'm Peter. choosing for Lucy. Peter. Peter, who was... You're choosing for Edmund. Right. Egyptian. Egyptian. Peter from Egypt. Around the time of World War II. Yes. Yeah. So, like, Desert Fox and all that. Yeah. Right. Rommel. Peter was out tending to the livestock one day. Um, and then over the hill... It was a really hot day. And over the hill, he sees this, like, fuzzy smoky haze and he thinks oh what if a camp is under attack or oh what if i need to help evacuate people what's going on and so he runs over the hill and he sees that the haze is actually like not a camp on fire but some type of mirage like this ebbing and flowing image and as he walks closer and closer it gets clearer and clearer then he walks through the mirage and all of a sudden it's freezing and not hot anymore and when he turns to go back to tell his family the door is closed and now he's next to the lamppost okay okay andrew you're choosing for Susan. Susan, Susan who is Native American. Yes. yes. Eastern. Yes. Eastern Native American. I don't know okay. if that matters. What, what what time period were you thinking this was going to be? Still World War II period, I would say. World War II on like a reserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, this might take some thought. <laughs> some thought. Also, Riley, I'm very glad that you didn't choose like walking into a tomb or walking into the grass. <laughs> it flashed through my brain and I was like, that's too cliche. They activated a dual disc. <laughs> Blue eyes white dragon. And then he took him to Narnia. <laughs> I've never that, seen this card in my deck before. Narnia is Narnia. <laughs> Narnia is the shadow realm. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. Extended <laughs> canon. They lost a shadow game. They lost a shadow duel. They got sent to Narnia. Here's my idea. Riley, you kind of stole my idea of him just, or him or her just sort of walking into Narnia accidentally. So what I'm going to do there are no is accidents. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that Susan is riding in a car and gets into a car accident. Oh, all right. Right, right. Yeah, okay. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, she is flung out through the front end. <laughs> she just did the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like she doesn't get hurt at all. Right. Because of Narnia magic. <laughs> right. Obviously. Deus Ex Narnia magic. De- Deus Ex Narnia. <laughs> um, Title right there. <laughs> quite literally in some places. Um, but she, she, she is unharmed but is unable to find her way back to the car because now she's in Narnia. Okay. Wow. And then like that's it. how her story continues. A uh, quick meta question: Are all these people entering Narnia at the same time? Uh, more, more or less. Yeah. I think Lucy should still be the first one entering because that's tradition within the story. Right. I agree. I agree. With uh, Mr. Thomas the Fawn needs to draw them in. James McAvoy needs to be there. <laughs> I mean, we're not. We are not. Ta- we're not tackling the Narnia world. We're, we are tackling them. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think. I think Lucy should go first, personally. So then that puts 
So I'm determining Edmund, who's yes. from Italy, Italy, but goes to Canada. Canada. <laughs> but, but for this entering Narnia, he runs into a moose. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because he throws a pizza at the moose. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> because entering Narnia is still when he's from Italy, because he moves to okay. Canada to okay. develop uh, through the development of his sense of justice. Okay. So I'm thinking that his family runs a butcher shop. He is going to work one day because he's, you know, like young teenager, I think it was. He goes into work one day and uh, he goes to uh, enter the, I guess they wouldn't really have freezers back then, would they? Well, what, what time period and is this from? Is it still World, World War II? II. Okay. World War II. He goes to the back where they have all the meat, all the big slabs of meat, and uh, <laughs> stop it! Stop! Sorry, I could not even. Uh, Tyler, I'm sorry. I <laughs> refer to it as a slab. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he walks into the back room. He gets uh, some orders ready for that day because it's early in the morning. He comes back out and uh, sees something weird out in the middle of the street. And he doesn't exactly know what it is. So he walks out into the street. Nothing there. Walks back into the butcher shop and he's in Narnia. Just very sudden boom. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Very shocking. Yes. Does he ever find out what he saw on the street? No, it's just something like sparkling. Something caught his eye to kind of... Turkish freak. delight? Maybe it could be. <laughs> Ooh, if, it if we want to go really meta... No, I don't know if meta is quite the right word, but really in-depth within the original canon, it could be a shiny ring that was fashioned oh. within the magician's nephew. If you haven't read it... If, if you haven't read it... If you haven't read it, it's technically chronologically within the story, the first book, that explain a lot. It explains a lot. Just a thought. So, something that brings him out of the, the butcher shop. Okay. That cool. Fill in the blank, whatever you think that might be. He was also never allowed to have Narnia magic. Yeah. <laughs> Narnia magic. He was also never allowed to have candy as a kid. Oh. <laughs> nice. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just clearly, slide that clearly. in there. Okay, Tyler. Okay, Lucy, I, I think Lucy um, is, uh, she has a generally very pleasant life. She... She lives on, on a, a moderate-sized farm with her family. Her family is, is a long tradition of farmers in Ireland. And uh, the difficulty is that, um, the, the, obviously, the economy has turned, turned very sour at the time. But Lucy has been, has been removed from being very aware of that because her, her father, in particular, is very protective of her sense of such uh, troublesome ideas. And so on her way home from school one day, she uh, gets lost in a nearby wood and uh, finds this pool. This It's a very old looking uh, rock wall well, um, just in like, looks like it's in the middle of a field sort of thing, but also with lots of trees, that sort of thing. Um, very woodland sense. And uh, the pool is obviously a throwback to also the magician's nephew. And she, she looks into the pool and she is grabbed by a pair of hands, but they're not actually hands, they're paws. And the paws drag her into the water, and she's in Narnia in the midst of the snow. Do the paws belong to Mr. Tumnus? No, the paws are Aslan. Okay. Um, but Aslan's not there, obviously, at the time. They're, I don't know, shoot, I forget. Ah, I forget what they're called, but there's legends in uh, Gaelic 
folklore about the the horses. They're like there's these horses that turn into mermaids and they like lure people into the lake. Oh, and then I've like, heard mention of that. Yeah, yeah I don't they, the term. They like you know get attached to them and then like drag them down to the bottom and drown them and eat them. They're kind of like a druid mermaid mix sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a crazy name. But not that, because it's actually Aslan, because Aslan is Jesus, and Jesus is Aslan. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool, I like I already that. did that. The what? I already did the Jesus figure. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, it. So, we figured out where they're from and how they got there. Riley, what's next? Um, okay, so we figured out where they're from and how they got there. How do they meet? In Narnia, how do they come together? Beavers. I would say like they're just all at their house. <laughs> I don't know. Just chilling. It has to involve the beavers. I understand that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's easier when they're related because yeah, duh, they're looking for their little sister, right. or they're all together looking for Lucy. But if they are completely unrelated and have no reason to even think that they should meet up, what brings them together in Narnia then? I mean, they are the chosen ones, but if, like, you know, they're in a world with fawns and centaurs and witches and talking beavers, and why who should why should they care if they met someone from Ireland or from Italy going to Canada, and then, like, <laughs> why, why should they care? I, I think, personally, I think that how they all meet up within Narnia isn't as important as, however it happens, Aslan brings them to the stone table, each of them in their own way, in their own context, ba like based on where they're from and where they end up within Narnia. Mm -hmm. what, what that looks like, who knows? I don't think that's as important personally as the underlying framework for getting to the stone table. Is it essential that Edmund still betrays everyone? If they're, oh, yeah. if, is it really? Yeah. I mean, if they, yeah. I mean, his betrayal isn't as significant because they're not family. I think that it's important that they are um, like drawn together in a way such that Edmund's betrayal is still significant. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think a good way to do that is to immediately put them into peril hmm. such that they need to bond together in order to get through something. You know, for instance, having like the secret having, police. Having the, the wolves, you know, yeah. chase them down and they have to, you know, cross a river or something, you know, that sort of thing and have them immediately bonded right then and there. Yeah. And so we get to see the good that is in Edmund and the rest, but then we get to see how terrible they actually are and then the redemption. Hmm. So if we suppose that in, say, in our time on planet Earth, they all enter Narnia at different times, but then in Narnia, they all enter at the same time, at the same place, because, you know, Narnia magic. Um, then, and then from there, you know, they can do the whole lamppost, Mr. Tumnus, secret police thing. I, I agree that the, the peril is really important to draw them together. That's a good point. I hadn't mm -hmm. really thought about that. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the peril would lead them. I mean, if you want to follow the story, it would lead them to the beaver's home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have to have the beavers. Well, yeah. Why not? And they have to be like from the original movie where they're yeah. like well, they're... <laughs> huge and like, <laughs> clearly okay. in a beaver suit. Be, so you're, you're referring to the, the BBC oh, yeah. movie, right? Where Aslan is literally Obviously. wheeled out on a cart. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and he's did they ride another one? <laughs> what? I don't even care if they did. 
That's, that's the only Narnia that I. That's, <laughs> that's what you've been referring to. It's not my Narnia. <laughs> that's all you've been referring to this whole time is that that film. Yeah. No books. <laughs> I like or anything. It. Just so, that film. So above all, that film is canon. I mean, really. Right. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a superficial question, but do their ages matter? I'd say Lucy should still be the youngest. Yeah, Lucy's the youngest. But we, do we want them to be like child and adolescent? I think yeah. Lucy should be. Other than that, I don't think it should matter as much. Really? Uh, I think a part of like Susan and Peter's character is that they are still children, but they are trying to be adults. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Like That's a good point. Teenagers. So yeah, yeah, the ages should probably so keep them about the same, more or less the same. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's kind of superficial, but I just wanted to no, double no, check on that one. No, no, that's a good point, and Andrew pointed that out. Like that actually does matter for their characters. I agree. I was like, I had this weird vision of like a six-year-old Peter, <laughs> <laughs> or just like reverse all of their ages. So oh, Lucy is the oldest. Ooh, and ooh. Edmund. Ed Peter's, Peter's the youngest. Peter's the oh, youngest. I really don't like that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that at Anything all. Anything about that? Nope. Please no. Okay, cool. So we have their backstory. Uh, we have how they get to Narnia. Mm -hmm. We have a situation of peril that sets them up on the track to meet. Mm -hmm. We know that Edmund does eventually betray. But how? Oh, Is yeah. that still the same? Oh, good, good point. Should that be kept the same? What should the Turkish delight be? <laughs> what is Pizza. Italy slash Canada, but Italy really? Pizza with maple syrup. Like it's gotta be a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, audience. I'm so sorry. I can give you entire rooms full of spicy meatballs. <laughs> but we have to go with that. That's what it is. It has to be. He like, betrays everyone for, for a spicy, spicy meatball. meatball. I mean, the other version, he betrays everyone for candy. Yeah. So. I mean, that's true. Yeah. It's illustrative uh, of the folly of man. Yeah, I'm good with of that. Consumerism. It's like one of those, uh, those memes where it's like, you have the progressively stupider ideas getting progressively bigger brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. like Expanding betraying brain. Betraying your country for a position of power. Betraying your country for money. Betraying your country for candy. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'll have a uh, Werther's original, please. That'd be my candy of a tree for. Okay, cool. So betrays for a spicy meatball. Oh, yeah. All right. Wait, wait. And I. <laughs> I apologize so profusely. What are you gonna say, Logan? I, I have a quick question for everybody. Okay. Uh, if you were in Edmund's situation, uh, what would you betray your family for? What food would you betray your family for? <laughs> Wait, does it have to be food? Or can it be something else? Because I had an answer and then you said food. But what's your something else? Dogs. Oh. <laughs> Not, Entire not, rooms full of dogs. But, but not as food. Entire <laughs> rooms full of puppers. <laughs> um, I would wish for unlimited wishes. <laughs> Entire rooms full of rooms. System. Uh, I don't know. I like pizza. I like wings. I like uh, candy corn. Uh, chocolate. <laughs> you you um, pick a multiple things. <laughs> just, you know, demands to it. <laughs> I like all these things. It's like when a band goes to a concert and they have their writer. You have your like your list of demands. He also likes long walks on the beach and sipping wine by the moonlight. I would betray my my friends for entire rooms full of Orbeez. Orbeez? Orbeez. Oh, what are Orbeez? Yeah. They're like the gel orbs that 
like expand when they're in water and you can like oh, swim in them. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever swam in a pool full of Orbeez, Andrew? Have you? Have you? I feel like you can't deny it until you've tried it, and I really want to try it. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I feel like there are there are cheaper ways of doing that than betraying your friends. So the White Witch lets Edmund try the you know the forbidden fruit like one time at the uh, at like on her like sled. So I don't know how that would work with a pool of Orby. Yeah, I wish I could try the forbidden fruit one time on a sled. <laughs> I was just, I was just imagining like, the white witch saying, "What do you want?" and and was just like, "You." <laughs> <laughs> entire room full of you. <laughs> yeah, the entire room is full of me. Okay. Okay. Like, what if we do like the age thing where they're like ten years older and like Edmund asks for some weird fetish? Oh uh, no! 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 I don't like it either. I just wanted to put the image in your no. mind. No, Riley, quickly move on. It's almost paralyzing. I don't know. That's rough. I hate that so much. Thanks, Logan. Okay. All right. Just, just yeah. question. That's a good hypothetical, though. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> then I thought of the beavers. No. <laughs> Tyler. Stop. Uh, move pull, on. Pull your Quickly. brain back. Move okay. on. Um, just, just make it safe. Everyone will betray their family for a Klondike bar. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there Boom. Go. That's there it. There we go. Yeah. The end. What, like, I guess we're reaching the end of the story. I mean, like, the, as far as who they are as the characters i mean the only thing that we could do is like maybe do we want to go back to the father christmas store uh question i like, I, I, have, I have a question or two before we get to that yeah i think that should be the last thing is like the okay. culmination of the characters should be a representation within their tools right right mm -hmm. so my first question is um so susan and lucy are the ones that free aslan and edmund and peter are the ones that are out fighting at the that battle at the very end of the line, the witch in the wardrobe. Correct. Is that the same, or do we want to mix them up, or do we want them to not free Aslan, or have Peter defeat the White Witch, or what? Do we mm. want any of that to change at all, or just have it still be Susan and Lucy and Edmund and Peter? Hmm. In, in in our story, it could be a way of showing maybe a deeper friendship that has developed between those two pairs. Okay. That's true. Oh, yeah, because they're not related. There's yeah. no reason, yeah. So keep them the same, but elaborate within the story on how they become close. It'd be really cool, too, because, like, it would be an even more impressive uh, trust story between Peter and Edmund. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. It would have to be. I'm trying to think what the what the significance of the event for for Susan and Lucy though. I mean, because Edmund's being brought back from the point of betraying the group to right. then fight for the group. Like that's a big turn because they're not related anymore. But what I guess would be Susie Susan and Lucy's like like pivotal moment or like relation building moment or like the the connection. I mean, they watched Aslan get killed. 
Yeah, that was kind of their moment was having to witness the build up, the death, and then like the the that those moments of emptiness. Yeah. After the death of Aslan. Yeah. That'd be crazy for, well, just thinking, like, about uh, Susan, like, related history. I don't know, like, you know, Native American strife and land taking and, like, to see that manifest in... Yeah, that, that could be really good. I like that. Um, another question that I have is um, a throwback to something that was mentioned briefly earlier. I just want to see whether or not we want to actually go down that road. Um, so is Cyber Aslan a thing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do, I, I have this weird fascination with this idea of Narnia being a sim. <laughs> like, <laughs> to break the game. Yeah, yeah. the end of the last battle. Yeah, they, they, they find, find the last Easter egg patients. and defeat the last boss and go home. Can you guys imagine how fun a Narnia MMO would be? <laughs> It'd be incredible. I don't know why no one's jumped on that, man. They've done Pirates of the Caribbean MMO. Yeah. Seriously. MMO. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. It would be. Yeah. Can you imagine going to Father Christmas and getting your your, your weapon, and then you oh. can't pick anything else for the rest of the game? That's it. <laughs> and that 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 item like levels up with you. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah. That awkward moment when you get picked to be the healer, but you only play attack classes. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, you're Edmund. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, another question that I have. Um, I don't. I don't know if we all know enough actors and actresses to be able to fully answer this question, but do you have anyone for any of the four that you would want to play in like a movie or television like series as our newly canonized character? Mm. For any any one or multiple of them. Any any of them. I think they should be unknowns. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Okay. Mm. What about Aslan? I mean Liam Neeson did a smashing yeah. I mean, how can how can anybody compete with Liam Neeson? <laughs> yeah. Well James Earl well, Jones. James Earl Jones or who is the guy that played Scar? Oh, oh uh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. That's yeah. he's got a cool voice. He does. But he's like the villain line. Not in, he's he's Alfred now. Yeah. Oh, I don't right. know how I feel about that. Give it to me in a few minutes. I think, I think <laughs> Liam Neeson is the epitome of soft power. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree with Andrew. Yeah. Have, have you guys even seen? Oh shoot, I'm forgetting the name of the movie now. It's the one with uh, the uh, no, it's it's the it's the movie with uh, the guy from Walking Dead and a bunch of the other. Actors. Oh yeah, it's like a love one, yeah. right? Yeah, love yeah, actually. Lo- yes. Yeah. Have yes. you seen that? He is the epitome of soft power. <laughs> I'm just saying. Last yeah. I knew, it was on Netflix. It's not a great movie, but you should watch it. <laughs> okay, so Snarny is not a sim. Snarny's not a sim. I don't like that idea. No. Yeah. And the four are unknown actors brought in brand new. Yeah. I um, think that's the last do, do we wanna, I had. Do we want to... I mean, does anyone else have questions? Because I have one last statement before the, the weapons. So I want to talk about the weapons. <laughs> the weapons. Does anyone else have anything to say? Because, like, I have one last parting thought. I'm good. Should the lamp, I'm good. Should the lamp post? <laughs> lamppost equals lamppost. Well, the lamppost was like it was, it was in Magician's Nephew. It was yeah. from Magician's Nephew as a like a the bar of a lamppost in right. on Earth that got planted in the ground during the creation of Narnia that became a lamppost and grew like supernaturally. Right. I know all this. So yeah, yeah, but not. I know. <laughs> Logan's giving the look of like yeah. I know that. <laughs> I'm not stupid. You know, but I'm not saying that everybody knows because that's that would be unrealistic. I don't know. So, and, and we're still based on a world 
World War II and like the previous timeline that would still fit with that sort of technology, I think the lamppost is still good. Okay. Personally. Okay, cool. What about you, Andrew? I, I got nothing to say. I, I think it's mostly been covered. Yeah. Um, so my last question before the weapons is how long should they stay in Narnia post-battle? Ooh, okay. Because, like, in... I don't know. I didn't... I don't know the actual timeline. I apologize. But how long did they actually technically stay in Narnia after the battle? And then when they return, they're... See, this is what's more heartbreaking is when they return, they don't know each other anymore. And they're just back to the exact time that they left, which means some of them are thrown into war-torn areas and some of them are, like, thrown back into, you know, slum and... Well, they still have all their memories from... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, So they still know each other, but they're not connected anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What what if they all, like, end up in the same place? Ooh, Canada? Yeah, like Canada. (laughs) Yeah, like Canada. Well, I mean, it's not a bad place to go. Yeah, Prince Caspian starts there. Oh, wouldn't that be funny if, like, they were in the Canadian town and they were getting chased around by dogs and they ran into each other? And they didn't know they were in the Canadian town together until, like, the beginning of the next book. Right, right. Okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it'd be like a a book, like a a, a callback. I like that. I like that so much. But I, I do, my original question still stands for the weapons. How long? Should they be, like, old, 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 or should they be young young adults? Should they be... Well, in, I, from what, I, if I remember correctly, they were in something like their late 20s, early 30s, when they eventually returned back to their original ages, like, 20 seconds after they had entered Narnia. Okay. So, yeah. we could keep that and have it be, so they're kids, and then they're there for, like, 10 to 15 years, and then they're back. I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I, I think that I like I think that. it's fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, the I, that's appealing. Okay. It's just well with me. Cool. Okay, that's fine. Wait, what, what were you <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have them, like, be old. Oh, and, like, be on their deathbed, and then suddenly... Well, not not even, like, on their deathbed, but, like, they're, they're old, and they're, like, going out for a walk in the garden. And like, oh, we never have to go back to the time we were in. And then like they get sent back because I like melancholy, sad endings. Here's here's maybe even a sadder ending. I don't know if it's sadder or if it's a but what if they die? All of them. They're, they, 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 they grow old and they die natural old age deaths. And they're, they're people, you know, they're kings and queens. And their people are like, well, let's send them back to their home. And they send them back, like, from Narnia into the real world. And, that, uh, like, uh, in passing through, they get, like, back to that original age. And they're, but they're and they're alive again, like they like they die and then they're like brought back by a reverse aging sort of thing. That's some feels generations right there. Right? <laughs> and and what if that happens in every single book? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm either up for Tyler's idea or keeping it the same age. I'm cool with keeping it the same. Cool I, okay. It. Yeah, it's too much. Maybe that's the last book, the last battle. Yeah. Oh, the well, last battle is all sorts. Oh. 
Sorry. Thanks, the Logan. Last, sorry. That's okay. Spoiler alert. I mean, it was going to come up. So for as a heads up for everyone, my fiance has pointed out time and time again, she's like, I don't know why all of you guys do that. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you say spoiler alert halfway through the spoiler. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. We do all do that. <laughs> you ruined the joke. <laughs> no, but in, in the last battle, uh, at least uh, two of them die. Um, in a, I think it's a train crash. All, all of them do. All of them all die the in train crash. All the characters and all their family do. On, on, in on the same real train. world Earth. Yep. And then that puts them back into Narnia. And like right before the impact of the crash, they are warped to Narnia. To Narnia. Where the world ends and then they meet their family in Narnia heaven, basically. Yeah. Which is also regular heaven. It's very well written. It's it's incredibly well written. But that's beside the point. Huh. Except for Susan. Yep, because she stopped believing. Yikes. She started going on dates. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, Logan. <laughs> that's, that's... Yes, it is referenced, but that's not necessarily the main reason. Well, no. That's not a reason at all. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so um, they say their age. Okay. Okay. Um, weapons. Yep. Finally... Let's talk about the it. the creme de la creme. I think we should go to the left. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. To the left. I choose <laughs> Susan. You choose Edmund's weapon. Yes. That sort of thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Starting with. Uh, I'm tired of starting. <laughs> I need time to think. Um, I would say nose goes, but Andrew, I can't see. So I'm literally touching my nose right now. Damn it! It was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Okay, so I'm choosing for Susan, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I have to Susan go. Susan has a bow and arrow, right? Yeah, She's I Katniss. have to go with the yeah. bow and arrow still. With, what? As well as the... Still? The, uh... Why not Nike? No. <laughs> Deus Ex Narnia. But I'm thinking, like, compound bow. Like, modernized bow and arrow. Like, like guy's bow. Yeah, like exactly. Like, the rotating quiver. Yes. Ooh. Or would I like a crossbow and make him Daryl? Ooh, I like the crossbow idea. That's a good one. And the bow that can hack into the mainframe of shield. <laughs> arrow that can. Obviously. Um, no, I, I like, yeah, let's go with the crossbow. That's a slight twist. But let's go with, like, I don't know if you've ever played Far Cry 4, but there's a, a, a weapon in the game that is an auto, a fully automatic crossbow that can shoot, like, 12 shots in quick succession. Thanks, Father Christmas. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> so, so she also has the horn. Oh, right, but instead right, right. of a horn, I'm going to go with a Google Pixel 2. Because mm. uh, that's the modern equivalent, right? No. Damn it. Google's talking to you now. <laughs> Tyler has a Google Home and it's talking to him. God. <laughs> okay, what's what's the modern equivalent of the horn? Well, why does that be a modern equivalent? Yeah. Because it be a trumpet then. Or okay, what's the World War II equivalent? I just a want bugle. to know. A radio. Want, yeah, bugle. I want to know what my yeah. options are. Um, um, a, a magic conch. A flare. A flur. A flur. <laughs> okay. Susan, Susan has, obviously, the fully automatic 12-shot clip crossbow. Okay. And a magic conch. Okay. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> should, should we go and fight for Aslan? Ask me again later. <laughs> She has a magic, she has a magic eight ball. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so Logan, you're kay. picking for Peter. Peter, Peter. yes. Who is from Egypt. Egypt. Right, okay. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, in the world, okay, so he got a sword, he got a sword and shield, right? Yes. In the original? Yes. That's all he got, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, what was this sword's name, by the way? Was it Wolf, was it Wolf Spain? Yeah, it was. But no, he, he named it after he fought. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. he killed Mogwai. Morgrim, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, he gets... Master Sword. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> A Nintendo Switch. No. Because <laughs> I don't want to modernize it. Just turn out trash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, and that's because I am trash. And oh, jeez. you, Peter, a PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick nasty. <laughs> and some Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, I would say, like, some sort of magical bodysuit that gives him, like, some sort of... Like, like a suit of armor, basically, that gives him... Increased strength, possibly some increased speed, uh, so that he doesn't have to like fight enemies with the sword. He he can use his fists. So what I'm hearing is we've got Hawkeye, and we've got Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, basically. Oh jeez. Okay. So that works as a sword and shield. <laughs> What's it made out of? Just curious. Like, what would this be made out of? A uh, suit. Magic metal. Okay, cool. <laughs> magic Narnia metal. Magic Narnia metal. All Dragon's right. Dragon's teeth. Uh, there we go. Dragon's teeth. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Yep. Cool. There we go. Okay. So that means that I am picking Lucy's web. Yes. Yeah. Correct? Yes. yes. Did she just have the dagger oh, and the, the dagger vial? And the, and yeah. the vial yeah. of yeah. Holtz yeah. yeah. so, Max I'm HP. I kind of like... The, the 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 small weapons for someone small of stature. Okay. So I don't know. I like the the, the healing that she can do. Right. I thought that that was that was really good. That fit her character well. Agreed. But I don't like the dagger. Okay. Okay. I think I want to switch that out with. Uh, I don't know. Like a maybe like a like a taser. <laughs> like an Abrams. Like Wait, a tank. Like a tank. Yeah. <laughs> like just totally switch it on his head. This is the second time we've had an Abrams in the podcast. <laughs> Not sponsored. Fine, fine, I'll just make a banner. Can we imagine though if we got sponsored by the Abrams tank? <laughs> Just the Abrams tank. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it would actually be like a Sherman. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Heck yeah. Yeah, she just rolls up in a Sherman. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's, hey, it's a small weapon. Aslan's like, ride me, and Lucy's like, nah, I got a Sherman. <laughs> now what? Yeah. I'll pass. Okay, then what's her healing thing? She does an AoE maybe, shell. Maybe, maybe it would be like an anti-gun. <laughs> Like shoot people to heal them. <laughs> okay. And you 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 run them over to bring them back to life. So wait, is it like does it like shoot massive syringes out of the out of the barrel and it just like punctures people right through the chest and yeah. heals them? Yeah, and then like like the, 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 the treads are like morphine <laughs> stuck in them. Ooh. That sounds so and then, awful. And then it's a point so thrower for de- defense. That's amazing. Woo. I don't even know how to top that. I also, what did Edmund get? He didn't get anything because he wasn't with them. Yeah. Okay. He was with the White Witch at the time. So, ah, what a nerd. <laughs> yeah. 
What a Turkish delight loving nerd. He got Turkish delight. That's what he got. Yeah. So do I not? And punishment. Does he not get anything? You can determine something. He did later get a sword, but not like from Father Christmas. It, it or wasn't ceremonious it was, or anything. It was just a sword. Interesting. So that's why really Turkish delight was his. That's why treat. in in Dawn Treader, I believe the movie, but I don't remember if it was the book or not. He was very reluctant to take Peter's sword because he thought he yes. didn't deserve it. Yes, very mm. much so. Interesting. I think... Very humble at that point. ...that Edmund should be given a... A slap to the face. No. <laughs> no. Um, I think he should be given a, like, a... A shot collar. No. No. <laughs> I want him to have a... A poison <laughs> assassin ring that they used to have. Okay. Sometimes, like in this, you know, in the CIA museums or whatever, they've got like these rings where if you punch hard enough, like it would inject someone with poison. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And so, like, his ring symbolizes that, you know, he was a betrayer and like kind of a sly, like, operator, but he. You, he wears it and fights with it using also a sword. It's like he can be honorable, but he can also be sly for the right reasons. Okay. Yeah. It's so like cool. a poison ring. Yeah. Not I Green Lantern. Like <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Cool. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, are, are we good? I think we've got, yeah, we've got our team. Yeah. Yeah. Rock on. Cool, guys. And they all learn to love each other and friendship and stuff. Yeah, and friendship. And then they they go back to their respective places and then meet up in Canada a year later. Yep. And then starts the second book. Yep. <laughs> cool. I'd read it. I would, too. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, with that, that's our episode. Um, just to remind you guys, again, uh, we are now available on Stitcher, Google Play, and Blueberry. So um, please get in contact with us through our website or through iTunes. Um, we just want to hear from you. Get a little love. Maybe show a little love. Make a little love. Get down tonight. Um, yeah. iTunes, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. Yes. Interact with us. Send us comments. We're not too mean. No. Not too mean. I'm a little bit mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much, Andrew, for being here. Yeah. Thanks, episode. Andrew, for Yay. being here. Hey, you're welcome. So, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, you've been great. But you're not welcome. Oh. Welcome? Uh, yeah, we're not welcome. Mm. Oh. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. Yes. Yep. All right. Um, so with that, we're going to do the, the drawing for the next character. So does anyone have the, the random number generator pulled up? Actually, fun fact, the next episode of the podcast will be brought to you with a Halloween special. Spoopy. Two spoopy, five me. Eight spoopy, seven me. And so we're, we're going to be tacking, ta tacking, we're going to be tacking, we're going to be tackling the character Van Helsing. So be, uh caught up on the canon of that in the past. Yeah, we'll good freaking luck. And we'll be bringing you the, the canon of the future for Van Helsing in the next episode. For spoopy Halloween times. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. Well, thanks guys. Um, have a good week. Two weeks. Have a good two weeks. Yep. Have a good October. Good spooptober. Spooptober. Hashtag spooptober. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. 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 Ride me. <laughs> <laughs>
that to space, see moose ball. 